This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Then my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive as I'm taught the Word of God. My life has changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. May be seated. If you're watching and listening online, we're glad to have you join us. Be sure to click share. A few Sunday mornings ago, we started a new series on the miracle of seed faith. And as I encouraged you, I would get a copy of Oral Roberts' book, The Miracle of Seed Faith, and I would encourage you to read it, to study it, to meditate upon it. And we have them in the cafe. You can also get this off Amazon or directly from the Oral Roberts Evangelistic Association. And we're not trying to sell books. We're trying to be a help. We're trying to be a blessing. We're trying to be an encouragement in the midst of all that is going on around us. And with what's going on, with what's in the news, you have to discipline yourself to look to the Lord as your source and as your supply and to keep your focus on Him. See what's going on in the news. We see what's going on in the world. We see the cost rising. As I said a few Sundays ago, once these companies charge more and make what they make, they're not going to get a year out and say, oh, well, golly gee whiz, now we're going to lower prices. And so you have to discipline your mind, discipline your heart, discipline your confession, and look to our Heavenly Father as your source and as your supply. This past week, I filled up my SUV yesterday. After prayer, I filled up Jessica's SUV. It was just under $120. It is what it is. What we have to do is discipline ourselves to look to the Lord as our source and as our supply and as our provider. Now, last Sunday, as a part of this service, we had the St. Paul's High School commencement. I believe it's our 20, it was our 22nd high school graduation, praise God. And so as a part of that commencement, I did a message in the series, but a special message. And so today, we've got to pick up where we were, and then I've got to do my best to catch up with my father at 9 a.m. So I'm going to power through the notes. Just stay with me. Too many Christians fail to follow the Word of God when it comes to success and money and finances. And they fail to establish a covenant of increase with Almighty God. And the result is they often struggle. They borrow too much money. And often they are, they're desperate for financial miracles. Instead of walking in the blessing and provision of Almighty God, they're, they're, they're looking for a miracle week after week. But that's no way to live. We should live from a place of abundance. And Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. King James, he said, I have come that you might have life, that you might have life more abundantly. And so in your life, 
if you will take action on the principles in this series over time. Tell your neighbor, say, over time. Over time, time, your success will become inevitable. Now, I know there there are people, and they're they're looking for the overnight fix. And that's why there there are so many people in our society, even even in the church, even in the body of Christ, and they're susceptible to being lied to. And they're susceptible to being taken advantage of. Because they're not doing the Word of God, they're not working God's plan faithfully and consistently, that they're jammed up and they're looking for a quick fix. They're looking for an overnight fix. Now our Heavenly Father, He's wonderful, He's gracious, He's merciful. If you'll repent, if you'll come to Him, a right heart, right attitude, He'll help you, amen? But then from that point forward, be a doer of the Word. And in every area of your life, work His plan faithfully and consistently. Say this, say, God has a plan to prosper me. Say, I'm going to work His plan. And I'm going to prosper. And I'm going to pull ahead. With the help of God. You can, it's fine to say amen. With the help of God, you can pull ahead. With the help of God, you can pull ahead in any area of life. But you have to do something. You have to take action. And it's not just about doing the right things for a day or a week or a month. You have to do the right things consistently and faithfully over time. That's where the power is. A blessed life requires a lifestyle of generosity. What will bring blessing? What will bring increase? Releasing your faith in the form of action. And in our finances, what will bring blessing? What will bring increase? Releasing your faith in seed form by sowing financial seeds of faith. Now, on Easter Sunday, we did an illustrated message with seeds. Every seed produces after its own kind. And the harvest is always greater than the seed. And I'm thankful for every harvest, whether it's 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. But the point is, if there's no action, if a seed is never planted, if a seed is never planted in good soil, there's never going to be a harvest. Action is required. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 3, beginning in verse 20, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Now years ago, And this is a long time ago, I believe around 2006, but years ago, my father shared this biblical plan for success. First, to make the money. So as a part of that, you got to go to work, amen. Smile at your neighbor and say, go to work. Smile at your other neighbor and say, go to work. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote, it's the Apostle Paul, not Austin Lingerfeld. If a man doesn't provide for his family, he has denied the faith. And he is worse than an unbeliever. So the first step in that biblical plan for success is to go to work and to make the money. The second is to tithe the money. The third step is to save and invest the money. And the fourth step is to sow the money. To make the money, to tithe the money, to save and invest the money, and to sow the money. It's simple. The issue is you have to take action. And the issue is you then have to take action, not just for a week or a month or for a year. 
You have to take action faithfully and consistently over time. But people are looking for overnight solutions. Instead of diet, instead of exercise, instead of working out, taking care of yourself, they'll get on Facebook and they'll see that someone's got this special pill, which if you'll take after you eat at Whataburger, it'll fix all your problems. <laughs> and then if you'll sell this special pill to all your Facebook friends, you can be a multimillionaire and drive a Corvette by the end of the year. Now, why, why do people get into all that? Because they're, they're not taking the right action consistently. And so they're looking for the quick fix. And the better thing to do is to live a righteous life based on the Word of God, to take the right action faithfully and consistently. And as you do that over time, you'll walk in the blessing of the Lord. The problem is most people don't take action where most people don't take action consistently. They fail to work the plan of God. Family shared with my father, and this family has just been here at FCC five months, but they shared this with my father. They had never been tithers. They had never been taught to give in faith until they came to Faith Christian Center. Yet, in the spring challenge offering, they stepped out in faith. They asked the Lord what to do, and they gave. And they, they told the Lord they wanted all their debt paid off. A relative, after Easter Sunday, a relative called them out of the blue and told them that they want to pay off all their debt. Now, that, that's a miracle, amen? You know, recently I had my birthday. I got a text from a family member, you know, on my birthday the day after. And it wasn't, hey, Austin, you know, you got a card coming in the mail. It was, Austin, the next time you're in this state, in my town, I'll take you to lunch. So if a relative calls and says they're going to be a blessing, that is a bona fide miracle of the Lord. That is the provision of God Almighty. Amen. And then maybe you have some relatives that are a blessing all the time. So they, the family member called and said, I want to pay off all your debt. Well, it's a miracle. And that will be a 500-fold harvest on their challenge offering. Their debt will be paid off. And as a family, their net worth will cross a million dollars. It's wonderful. That is the provision of Almighty God. That is Him confirming His Word to someone, and this is all new to them. Now, you have to be disciplined in your thinking because some harvests are 30-fold, some are 60-fold, some are 100-fold. And this is why Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he talked about sowing all the time because you don't know which harvest is going to be bigger or greater. So you have to keep that in mind. Jesus said in Mark 4 and verse 26, this is what the kingdom of God is like, a man or a woman scatters seed on the ground. And as I explained a few Sunday mornings ago, if you'll live a life of generosity, if you'll live a lifestyle of generosity where in everything you do and everywhere you're going, you're scattering good seed in every area of life, not just financially, you'll live a life of harvest. Praise God for last year's harvest. Praise God for a miracle or a testimony two years ago or, or five years ago. But what I want to walk in is the continual, ongoing, supernatural provision of Almighty God. But to do that, you got to live a life where you're like the man Jesus talked about, a man or woman who does what? They scatter seed. 
And that's what the kingdom of God is like. So if you will work God's plan faithfully and consistently over time, over time, over time, the blessings of God will become exponential in your life. Now, when my father and I share examples, when we tell stories, when we give examples from our own lives, those stories are not to offend. We, we tell stories from our own lives to illustrate what God will do as you take action on the Word. And I know that if I got on Facebook, looked at your Facebook, and told your story, you might get upset at me. And so when I, I tell our stories, they are to help, they are to illustrate, they are to demonstrate. And so what you have to remember is in your life, you've just got to step out and take faith and take action at whatever level you're at. You've got to step out in faith and take action at whatever level you're at. But we've seen this in our lives that over time as we work God's plan faithfully and consistently, the blessings of God have become exponential. Jessica and I were married on June 24, 2006. During our first full year of marriage in 2007, the Lord empowered us, and Jessica and I gave just over $20,000 into the gospel in 2007. You know, we, we haven't been married as long as my parents. You know, my father illustrated this in terms of decades. I, I can't do that yet. But last year in 2021, Jessica and I gave $94,780 into the gospel. In 2018, Pastor challenged all of us to lift up our eyes with the first principle of prosperity. And we learned that God's plan is designed to cost us nothing. In 2018, after that challenge, Jessica and I gave just over $9,000 into the challenge offering that year. But the next year, our challenge offering giving more than doubled the next year in 2019 to just under $22,000. But last year, in 2021, God empowered us to give more than $43,000 just in the, to the challenge offering category last year in 2021. Now, now, my point is not to offend. My point is not to frighten some new person that, that's never heard anything about giving. My point is to illustrate that over time as you work the plan of God, what the Word says will become a reality in your life. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. But that's from 2007, or our first year of marriage, 2006. Now we're in 2022. So it doesn't happen overnight. You got to work the plan of God faithfully and consistently. You got to demonstrate that as He blesses you, as He increases you, you'll be a good steward. That as He blesses you, as He increases you, you'll continue to put Him first. You'll continue to put the kingdom of God first. That if He blesses you, you're not going to leave your wife and leave your family and leave your children and go live on a boat in the Bahamas. As you take action, and as you work the plan of God faithfully and consistently, over time, tell your neighbor, say, over time, Tell your other neighbor, say, over time, the blessings will become exponential. And you'll look back and you'll be amazed at what God has done in your life. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man or a woman, they scatter seed on the ground. Number one, 
the giving of offerings is based on the principle of sowing and reaping. The Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians 6 and verse 7, So do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. We could say it this way, that you will reap whatsoever you sow. So whatever it is you need in life, you need to sow more of that, and you'll reap it. Jesus likened faith to a seed being planted to get desirable and predictable results. He said in Matthew 17, verse 20, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a seed, he said mustard seed. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So if you have faith as a seed, or if your believing becomes seed faith, no matter how small, even the size of a mustard seed, your seed will meet impossible needs and problems. Each act of faith, each action you take in faith, it is a seed planted and it will be multiplied in your life. And I know we, we live in the city, but just drive a little ways out and you'll see that the earth is in production, that seed time and harvest is at work. The seed is planted, the soil is cultivated, and the earth produces a harvest of like kind. We dealt with that on Easter Sunday. When you plant apple seeds, what are you going to get? When you plant encouragement, what are you going to get? When you plant seeds of blessing, what are you going to get? See, this, this isn't hard to figure out. But what people want to do is they want to sow good intentions and reap financial blessing. Every seed produces after its own kind. So you can take this truth and use it to your benefit for the meeting of the needs in your life, whatever they are. For too many, faith and the Word of God are hit and miss propositions. This is why people go to special meetings and they hope, they hope, they hope they'll hit a miracle. Well, that's no different than going to Vegas and going to the blackjack table and hoping you'll leave a millionaire. It ain't going to happen. I remember once that there was a series, special services going on, not here, somewhere else, but I, I just clicked on to watch for a little bit. There was a minister there talking to the people about being billionaires. And I, I thought, how silly. Why not first start with having savings? Why not first talk about going to work and having savings and setting aside $10,000 or $50,000 or $100,000? See, when you, you live a life where you're not working the plan of God, you live in the realm of hope so, maybe, I hope I get a miracle. But when you work the plan of God and you take action and you're a doer of the word of God, you will live in the realm where you walk in the blessing of God. And you're not hoping so. You're not gambling on lucky number seven or whatever it is. But you, you have the ability of Almighty God backing you up. In the Gospels, Jesus shows us how to control and to direct our faith at all times. But how can you expect a harvest if you never plant a seed? Every miracle of God begins with the seed that is planted in faith. Say, say this, say, God has a plan to prosper me. But again, we, we have to work the plan. We have to do our part. Number two, seed faith giving will release the ability of God in your finances. Jesus said in Matthew 17, verse 20, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, 
You can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. If you have faith as a seed, what is faith as a seed? It's faith that takes action. It's faith that does something. It's faith that takes action on the Word of God. Faith in action links us to the creative power of God. It links us to the ability of God. Jesus said, nothing will be impossible for you. So the, through the principle of seed time and harvest, you can get predictable results every time. You don't have to wonder about the harvest. You don't have to worry about the harvest. Through these principles, you can get predictable results every time. And when I pray in the morning and I stand upon the Word of God and I, I do my daily confessions, I don't have to wonder. I don't have to worry. We're doing our part. We're taking action. And so I know that the Word of God is true in our lives. So I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be afraid. I, I can say with complete confidence, I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are supplying all of our needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. I, I can thank him for the harvest. And why can I thank him for the harvest? Because seed has been sown. Seed has been planted. And so I know there's a harvest coming in. With these principles, you can get predictable results. And as I said, just drive out a little bit, out into the country, and you'll see this all around. The harvest fields bursting forth from tiny seeds that have been sown. But again, how can you expect a harvest if you never plant a seed in the first place? Number three, over time, seed faith giving will increase your faith. You've heard me rehearse how when my father shared that two-part message, the, the first principle of prosperity in 2018. That, that challenged Jessica and I. That forced us to stretch our faith. That challenged us to get past our comfort zone. That challenged us to do more than we had done in the past. But we've walked in greater blessing ever since. We've not gone backwards. We have forcefully advanced in every single way. So over time, as you work this in your life, seed faith giving will help you increase your faith. The Bible tells us, the Apostle Paul wrote, that God has given unto each of us a measure of faith. The issue is not needing more faith. And yet, people will pray and they'll beg God for more faith. They'll, they'll go to a special meeting. They'll, they'll ask someone to lay hands on them so more faith will be imparted. They'll fast for more faith. They'll, they'll do all of that. But the issue is not needing more faith. No, you have to take action with the faith you already have. You've got to step out in faith and just start doing what you know is right. You've got to step out in faith and start taking action with the faith you already have. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. But for faith to grow, for faith to increase in your life, you've got to take action with the faith you already have. And that, that's how our Heavenly Father knows you have faith. Not, not just by what you say, not just by what you believe, but by what you do. What you do demonstrates what you really have faith in. So you just have to take action with the faith you already have. And Jesus gave us the answer. It's been there the entire time. Luke 17, beginning in verse 5, the apostles replied 
said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. They had failed. They had failed to pray for a child that had a devil. They had failed. They were publicly embarrassed, publicly humiliated. And so they said, Lord, increase our faith. And he said to them, he said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Faith as a seed is faith that takes action. You have to do something about what you say you believe. And that over time is what will produce results in your life. Tangible results that can be seen. Your faith will not be released. And your faith will not grow until you release your faith by taking action. You got to take action. You got to take action. You got to take action. You got you to do what the Lord has been putting on your heart to do. You got you to do what you know from the Word of God you should do or you should change, or you should improve, or you should do better. Faith is released, and faith grows when we take action. But again, how can you expect a harvest if you never plant a seed in the first place? Not, not to pick on the young men, but sometimes in the atrium, a, a young man will say to me, say, Austin, I want a wife. Well, there are a whole lot of steps that have to happen before you get a wife. First, you might have to work on your appearance a little bit. First, you might have to actually talk to the girls here at church. Facebook does not count. Liking their post on Instagram does not count. That's called cyber stalking. Stop it. It's weird. You're weirding them out. That's why they say no. You got to talk to them. You got to talk to them in person. You gotta take action. Faith is released. Faith grows when we take action. And it's in taking action that you plant the seeds of faith that bring about the harvest down the road. But without action, there's no harvest. So in any area of your life where you want to harvest, you gotta begin planting seeds of faith. In any area of your life where you want to harvest, you gotta begin taking action. Every miracle begins with the seed planted in faith. Number four, the farmer. The farmer. This is the beauty of God's system. This is the, the beauty of God's creation. The farmer determines his harvest, both in kind and quantity. Say that. Say, I determine my harvest. So if you want peace in your life, you have to sow peace. If you want the blessing of the Lord in your life, you have to sow the right seeds of faith and take action in your finances. In your life, you're the farmer. You determine the harvest. And I, I love the way my father explained it in the first service that never before in the history of the world has a farmer been on his tractor and the soil said to the farmer, well, you're, you're the wrong color or you're the wrong race or well, you're, you're a woman, I'm not gonna produce for you. You are the farmer. You determine the harvest that you get in life. And maybe there's a discouragement. Maybe there's a setback. Maybe there's a year that's dry. Maybe there's a year there's too much rain or not enough rain. Just got to go back out there and keep sowing and keep 
planting and keep cultivating the soil and keep taking action and the harvest will come. It is the beauty of what God put in place. You're the farmer. You determine your harvest. In your life as the farmer, you're in control of the seeds that you plant. In your life as the farmer, you determine the types of seed that you plant. In your life as the farmer, you determine the quantity of seeds that you plant. And so the result is that you determine your harvest, both the kind and the quantity. The Apostle Paul explained it this way, when you sow sparingly, how do you reap? But when you sow generously, how do you reap? If a farmer just plants one acre, what kind of harvest is he going to have? He's going to have a small harvest on one acre. But if he plants 50 acres or 100 acres or 500 acres, he's going to have a big harvest. You are the farmer in your life, and you determine your harvest. Say, I'm the farmer. Say, I determine my harvest. Now, I'm not telling you to go get a straw hat and go get overalls, but it'll help you picture the, the awesome ability that you've been given by God. In your life, you're the farmer. You determine the seeds you plant. You determine what seeds you plant. You determine the quantity of the seed that you plant in every area of life, and you determine your harvest. And Satan, he doesn't want us to know this truth. He doesn't want us to know that we're in charge of our destiny. He doesn't want us to know that we're in charge of our financial destiny. But our wonderful Heavenly Father, He designed, he designed the soil to reproduce whatever is sown into it. And He gave us a supernatural plan for provision. But you have to work the plan. You have to take action. You have to do your part. In previous years when Jessica has planted, there, there's been a wonderful harvest. And it's amazing how you can plant, and she can plant outside, and there's a harvest, and then she can cook it, she can prepare it, the, the family can eat it. You know, one year she did, she did okra. Samuel just loved the okra. But then I told him it could be fried, and he could dip it in ranch. And I, I got a look from Jessica after I said that. But you can go outside, and you can plant any seed you want in good soil. And you can take care of it, and you can water it and have a harvest. And it's amazing. When you go out to get the harvest, you don't have to pay for it because it's in your yard. You don't find out, well, you should have gone outside yesterday because it's 25% more today. Who designed this? It's wonderful. Our Heavenly Father. And these principles work in every area of life. Every seed produces after its own kind. And every miracle begins with the seed planted in faith. And for our faith to work, there has to be an act of believing, something that we do to release our faith. For faith to work, it has to be a seed of faith, an action of planting our seed so it can reproduce, so there can be a harvest. But again, how can there be a harvest if we never plant any seed? You know, it's May. Young people are graduating from kindergarten. We had our son graduated from kindergarten this past week. Young people are, are graduating from high school. Young people are graduating from college or with their master's degree or doctoral degree. That, that harvest is the result of many seeds of action planted day after day, week after week, month after month. And we, we live in a culture now of envy. We live in a culture now where people deny personal 
responsibility. When we live in a culture now where people get on Facebook or Instagram and they get sad or blue or depressed and they, they say to themselves, I wish my life could be like that. Well, if you want to harvest, you have to take action. If you want to harvest, whatever it is, you have to begin sowing the right seeds in faith. Number five, the power of seed faith giving is this. Give and it will be given unto you. This is the power of seed faith giving. Give and it will be given unto you. Jesus taught a lifestyle of giving. Luke 6.38, he said, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And I love the King James. Will, will God, our Heavenly Father, cause men and women to give unto your bosom? For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Notice that Jesus said, Give, and it will be given to you. He did not say, After you receive, then give. But that's where most believers are at. And their thinking, their mentality, their attitude, and their lack of action. That's where most believers are at. They're waiting to receive, and then they'll take action. They're waiting to receive, and then they'll give. And they're, they're, they're well-intentioned. They're, they're praying, they're believing, they're confessing. Maybe they're asking or pleading or begging, Oh, Heavenly Father, won't you give unto me? But that's not what Jesus said. He said, give, and it will be given unto you. So the answer is some seeds have to be planted. The answer is something must be done. The answer is action of some kind must be taken. Jesus said, give, and it will be given to you. He did not say, after you receive, then give. No, giving comes first. Action comes first. Sowing comes first, then the harvest. Give, and it will be given to you. When you give, it is given back unto you. And notice Jesus said, it will be. Say, say it will be. Now, it may not happen by 3 p.m. this afternoon. You know, if you go to a restaurant and you're generous and tip the waiter or waitress generously, and we need to all be mindful of that, amen, because of the cost of living. You know, our, our children love pizza. You get a pizza delivered, I'm mindful of that. It's not just tipping the way we tipped a year ago or two years ago. We have to be generous. We have to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. That you go to lunch and maybe the Lord moves on your heart to be an extra blessing or maybe you see someone by you having lunch. Maybe you know, recognize them, maybe you don't, but the Lord moves on your heart to be a blessing. I'm not saying you'll have the harvest by 3 p.m. or by 7 a.m. tomorrow, but the harvest will come in Eventually, Jesus said, and we can count on it, it is a fact, give and it will be given unto you. Give, and over time it will be given unto you. When you give, it will be, say it will be, it will be given back unto you. And I, I love the King James, our Heavenly Father, he, he will cause. You know, one of the things I confess, I, I say thank you Heavenly Father. That we, we have supernatural divine favor with everyone we come into contact with. With everyone we interact with. And maybe they would not normally even like us. But I thank you, Heavenly Father, we have supernatural divine favor with everyone we come into contact with us. They do things for us. They don't do for anyone else. They help us in ways. They don't help anyone else. And you might say, well, Austin, what are you standing on? I'm standing on Luke 6.38. It 
Because see, all the time, we're planting good seeds of faith in every area of life. And Jesus said, my heavenly Father, he, he would cause men and women to do what? He didn't just say, save men and women. He didn't just say, men and women at church or men and women at the house of God. He said, men and women, he will cause them to give unto our bosom. And so that's what I stand on, and that's what I confess. Give, and it will be given unto you. In Acts 20 and verse 35, and, and this is fascinating, because we have a quote of something Jesus said that's not in the Gospels, but it had been passed down as oral tradition. In Acts 20 and verse 35, Paul quotes Jesus as saying, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When we receive, that's the end. But when we give, that is merely the beginning. There is no multiplication process in receiving, but there is a multiplication process in giving. If a farmer reaps, and he says, man, what a wonderful harvest. But if he doesn't replant, that is the end. But if the farmer sows, that is merely the beginning. Our harvest in life, it is in direct proportion to the seeds that we plant, both in kind and in quantity. Why is it more blessed to give than to receive? Only what we give is multiplied. We could say it this way, it's more productive. It's more beneficial to give than to receive. Why don't we say that? Say it's more productive, productive. to give, give than receive. See, so when, when people live a life where they're focused on receiving, they, they might receive at one time, but it's the end. And when it runs out, it runs out. But if you'll turn that around and be focused on being a blessing, every time you're a blessing, every time you sow a good seed of faith, whatever it is, in any area of life, it's not the end, it is merely the beginning because the harvest is coming in. Any seed that is sown in good soil, it'll be multiplied. It'll produce a harvest. Jesus, speaking of his death, said in John 12, verse 24, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. That's who we are as the children of God. We're, we're the sons and daughters of Almighty God, made possible by what Jesus did for us. Only what we give or sow or take action with can be multiplied back to us. When there was a large crowd, Jesus told the disciples to do something about it. He told a group of grown men. They, they were fishermen. One was a tax collector. He told a group of grown men who had, had their own businesses, you do something about it. They said, one gospel says, are we to go and spend that much? There was a need. A crowd was hungry. A crowd needed to be fed. Jesus told the grown men, you do something about it. They said, are we to go and spend that much? Who stepped to the plate? A little boy with his lunch. Five loaves and two fish. He put it in the hands of Jesus, and Jesus multiplied those five loaves, those two fish. He fed a large crowd of 5,000 men, plus women and children. It says in all the Gospels, they ate and they were satisfied. And it says in all the Gospels, there were basketfuls, plenty was left over. That's what our Heavenly Father does. 
But who got the harvest? Did Peter get the harvest? Did Matthew, the tax collector, get the harvest? Who, who gave? Who stepped to the plate? Who sowed? Who took action? That little boy. And we, of course, the Gospels, the New Testament, are focused on Jesus and what he did for us and what we are to do because of what he did for us. But I dare say that that little boy, he never once lacked for a good meal ever again. Every seed produces after its own kind. And the harvest is always greater than the seed. Money is a medium of exchange. It represents our time, our intelligence, our labor, our sweat, our effort. And so when we're a blessing with money, when we give with money, we're, we're giving of ourselves. And Jesus said, give, and it will be given to you. When we give freely and joyously with the full measure, then our giving will be multiplied back as a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. In Genesis 1, beginning in verse 11, it says, God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds, and it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. What he created is good. What he set up for us is good. It, it works, and it works to meet every need, not just with enough, but more than enough. But people do their own thing. They do it their way, or they take no action, and then they badmouth God. What he made was good. What he set up for us is good. What he made available to us is good, and it works. You just got to put your farmer hat on. Just got to put your overalls on. You got to wake up on Monday morning and take action on the Word of God. And whatever you need more of in life, you've got to determine you're going to sow seeds for whatever you need more of. And you're going to look to the Lord for the harvest. And just like a farmer 100 years ago or 200 years ago, when the harvest comes in, you're going to give our wonderful Heavenly Father all the praise, all the credit, and all the glory. And when you sit down with your family to eat, you're going to fold your hands and bow your head and thank our Heavenly Father because every good thing comes from His hand and from what He made. It is good. It works. just have to work what He made available to us. Please bow your heads. You might be here today and you've heard me talk about the goodness of God. He loves you. He wants your every need met. He wants you to have more than enough. He put a system in place that you can work for the meeting of every need. But that is a benefit of being a son or daughter of God. First, you have to join the family. You might say, Austin, how, how do I join the family? How, how do I become a part of the family of God. You have to repent of your sins and you have to ask Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to be the Lord and the Savior of your life. This world we live in, it'll lie to you, it'll tell you that there are many paths, many ways to God. Jesus said, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. This world we live in, it'll lie to you, it'll tell you that you can come up with your own way to God or if you're kind of good enough, that is sufficient. 
Friends, we live in a world where people are doing their own thing, and that's why they are so sad, that's why they are so suicidal, that's why they are so depressed. They don't have the answer. The answer is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's standing at the door of your life. He's knocking. But you have to open the door. You have to ask him to come in. All that he did, he did for you. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe upon him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved, he gave. You can receive that gift today. If you're here this morning, say, Austin, I, I've never asked Jesus into my heart. I've never given my life to him, but and I want to. I want to become a part of the family of God today. If that's you, wherever you're seated, raise your hand so I'll see it and I'll know you want me to pray with you. Say, Austin, pray with me. I want to become a part of God's family today. If that's you, raise your hand to where I'll see it. You might also be here and at a time in your life you prayed a prayer, you walked an aisle, but you've been doing your own thing. You have been living for yourself, doing things your way, and you have paid the price. The Bible says the mercies of God are new every morning. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, He's faithful, He is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can have a new beginning. You can have a fresh start. If you're here today and say, Austin, that's me. Pray with me. I want to recommit my life. I want to make things right with the Lord before I leave today. If that's you, wherever you're seated, raise your hand so I'll see it and I'll know you want me to pray with you. You might also be watching, listening online, and you know that's for you. You've never prayed to ask Jesus into your heart to give him your life, or you know you've not been living for God. You've been doing your own thing. You need to recommit your life. Wherever you are, pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of my sins, and I ask Jesus to come into my heart. I believe he was born on my behalf. I believe he lived for me. I believe he took my sins upon himself. And I believe he suffered and he died. And he paid the price I deserve to pay. But I believe, Heavenly Father, you raised him from the dead. And from this day forward, he will live in me. Thank you for welcoming me into your family. Thank you for setting me free of anything that would hinder me in living for you. Thank you for a new beginning and a fresh start. In Jesus' name. Now maybe during this series or maybe during a message like today, you're thinking about things and evaluating things and you're, you're saying to yourself, well, in this area of my life or that area of my life, I, 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 wish, I, I wish I could go back in time. I wish I could sow some different seeds. Praise God for His grace and mercy. Praise God for forgiveness. Praise God for Him restoring the years the locusts have eaten. doesn't matter whether you're 35 or 40 like me or 55 or whatever your age. From this day to your last day, you can live for God wholeheartedly.
no matter what seeds have been sown in the past from this day to your last day, you can choose, you can determine to sow the right seeds. No matter what example you grew up with from this day to your last days, you can determine, you can choose to be a blessing. You're the farmer. You determine your harvest. And if you look out and say, man, I don't like this harvest, you can change the seed you're sowing for a better harvest tomorrow. I hope the message today was a blessing and encouragement to you.